Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Lunch Table Podcast. In this special episode, we have our friend Jerome here. Jerome, how you doing? That late-ass response. Anyway, we're going to review Intergalactic today. <laughs> um, if you guys like the video and you enjoy it, please stick around towards the end. And also, please like and share if you're so inclined and check out our other reviews. But without further ado, Jerome, our special guest, please tell us what you thought about Intergalactic. It was an ambitious take on trying to find yourself, but also loving, trying to love others while still trying to cope with who am I as a person? And I think it touched on some some major aspects. I know it made me check my relationships. I don't hit up my ex from middle school. Like, <laughs> girl, did you actually love me when you passed me that orange crayon? <laughs> but no, like, she did respond, but we'll talk about that oh, off camera. She left you on red. The tea. Okay. <laughs> no, bro, she loved me. Like, <laughs> she blocked you right after. <laughs> bro, we know the girl that I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's some tea for later. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And anyway. Yeah. And Dylan, what, what did you think about Intergalactic? Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I've, you know, I've said before, uh, I think some things that take place in like modern day uh, settings are kind of like cringe or lackluster, but I enjoyed this. I, I thought it was a nice, like, I mean, it was a simplistic love story, but it had some nuance to it. And it had like, it reminded me so much of, um, uh, spider-verse just like that style and the incorporation of you know kid cuddy's like music like i think that worked really well for this show like he he made that album just for this this movie um and i think the characters were were great and and relatable and i, I think we can all kind of like see ourselves in, in some of these characters and it's a great like like urban love tale but what were your thoughts, Akram? Yeah, I ha there's so many like cool new animation techniques that I've seen in this. Of course, the drop frames are always like one of my favorites too after uh, Into the Spider-Verse. And um, also, uh, we see like even that little thing that they did with like someone shared a GIF and it was like a live action GIF from like the Oscars, something like that. That was so interesting. I never seen something like that. Um, I don't know. I just I really enjoyed the show a lot. Uh, I'm like not into like you were saying, like the kind of like contemporary type of characters or whatever, but I really enjoyed it a lot. And I think this is a great entryway to people who aren't uh, too aware of Kid Cudi. I wasn't. I'm going to be honest with you. And I think I might actually start checking out his music because I really enjoyed the music here. Um, but yeah, so let's let's get into the nitty gritty of it. Or as Jerome says, the meat and potatoes of it. Um, so we start off where uh, our main character um, apparently he gets a new job at a comics like creation place, right? Or like, a, you know, and um, so I want to get your thoughts on just like the whole uh, introduction to his friends, right? And and just that whole lifestyle, his new pad, which looked really nice. Uh, so tell me your thoughts. Jerome, you want to start? Mm, you could take this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yeah, so we're introduced to uh, Jabari. He's kind of like this young uh, like illustrator and he's trying to find his place in new york um you know he kind of like runs into his ex and you know he doesn't have a car he you know he rides his bike everywhere so he's trying to like like make it out in the big city i, I felt that on so many levels honestly mm. <laughs> but yeah so he's, he's like having like you know nights out with his friends and it, it really is like a kind of like a love letter to like like new york lifestyles right um and he's trying to make it out and and hopefully start a career and he he's like he he's He's a graffiti artist, so he he has like this character that he draws called uh, Mr. Rager, which is a, which is a homage to Kid Cudi's song. Uh, so I thought that was like a cool like throwback. Um, 
yeah, and he gets a job at this place called uh, Cosmic Comics where they keep everything uh, bright, white, and light, yeah. <laughs> as they say. <laughs> oh. I was cringing so hard. Right, I know. <laughs> Me too. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, so he's trying to like find his identity as an artist. You know, he's... I thought it was interesting too. Like his friend gives him like a plant. It's called a worry plant, and it starts to like grow as his like mentality starts like declining. But then it starts dying as like he starts like getting happier and shit, and he starts finding love. Um, and his neighbor Meadow, she's like a photographer too. So I thought this was like it was like a cool like um, you know tribute to like like local artists like New York that are like trying to find their place and and start their careers. So I, I thought it was like a great like homage to that and. Yeah, so slowly he starts uh, meeting with Meadow, and uh, I forgot how they met. It was like they met at the party because she was having you. a party, and she kept waking him up. So he went over there. Right, right, yeah, because the the music was too loud. So then, yeah, so and I I love the visuals too. Like the visual storytelling is like so great. Like how they present it, like like everything. Like I mean, it's it's exaggerated, but it's kind of like a representation of like how like our feelings are like when we see somebody for the first time that's probably like how we imagine you know ourselves like just like there's like an aura around somebody right and also i just want to i i love like how they incorporate like like graphics like into this story like the title sequences like everything is like divided into chapters so it feels like you're you're like reading like a love story like a novel or something and then, like, every time, like, somebody moves, like, the title cards will be there or something. Like, even his hoodie, like, it's said closure. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but, yeah, enough of my ranting. Uh, <laughs> Jerome, what did you what did you take away from this, this story? So, yeah, I think it was a love letter to just basically trying to find yourself in, in a big city. Because when most of the stories that you hear about when people move to New York is trying to find love establish a career trying to find a footing in the community trying to make new friends or keep old friends together and i think this really enforced the idea of you can start a new journey but still have doubts about why you wanted to start this journey because we noticed throughout the series well not the series but throughout the movie he was having doubts self-doubt was always in the back of his head no matter how good he was he always had self-doubt, but when he got with Meadow and she started to bring, let's just say, uh, the sun to his light, to his cloudy mind, the the um, the um plant started the, the wilt slowly but surely. So it went from a worrying plant to a kind of, I guess, a metaphorically calm plant because every time he was having self-doubt, it started to grow. But when she was around and his mind was clear, it started to decline and die out. So it was the placement of just the little stuff that make you think, oh, I got to rewatch this again to pick up on the nuances. That was really crazy to me because most series or even movies don't do that anymore. They just they just play stuff and be like, okay, it's there. But I feel as though everything that was placed in this movie was there for a reason, which made me want to go back and watch it again because I know that I missed some stuff that was significant, but it was more background than it was in my face. So now I got to do like I do with Disney movies and meticulously search for these little nuances. But his, when it comes to a, a overall about this movie, 
it shows truly how the bonds that we form can shape your can shape your whole future because his friends, even though they was quirky as all hell, they each played a role in in helping him become the person that he was by the end of the movie. For example, Ty Dolla Sign character. His character was more out there, less for the lack of better terms, but he was still one of the best bros. Even his other friend, what was his name? The white boy. Jimmy, yeah. Well, yeah. Jimmy, he was cool as hell. Like he was the if Todd Allison was the the oomph, he was the the level one, like in terms of mood and all that, but he was still there. Like they each fit. And I feel as though series series nowadays don't have that 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 piece that just fits. It seemed like everybody fit. Metal fit. Even even the um the home record. Carmen. His ex girlfriend. Carmen. <laughs> even that heifer, like even she was she fit because she was a part of his journey. In the later chapters, she was trying to creep her way back in and she knew what she was doing. Mm. She knew she knew what he wanted by not hitting her up like that and keeping distance, but she kept forcing the issue. Then later on we saw what that did. It really drew a line between him and the girl that he was pursuing, which was Meadow. Mm-hmm. But even her character played the role in helping him grow up to be the man that he was by the end of the movie. And she also helped him overcome some of his self-doubts of, can I really move on? Is my heart really for this woman? Can I really step out and find love again? So each character played an important role. But the placement of certain things from an aesthetic standpoint, like I know Akram, you design damn near everything for this podcast, low-key. Dylan, no shade. You be helping, but Akron really don't sleep in this podcast because you be And I know that you can appreciate like certain things like from a designer standpoint, both of y'all is when you can really tell, oh, they put that there with care. They didn't just place this. They wanted me to see this or they wanted me to rewind this back and be like, that placement, certain placements with the designs for the clothes. Or like certain signs, if you look closely, you'd be like, oh, this sign is actually saying something about the plot. I'm just not looking. Mm-hmm. And that was super dope to me because, again, most series nowadays don't take the time to establish what it wants you to know from a plot standpoint by adding little details like that. It's just always straight to the punch. This is what the story is, X, Y, and Z. But this one took the time to have little stuff, like little placements of certain items that you wouldn't expect. They just put it there. So from a design standpoint, it was like, I I actually couldn't get down with this. Even though at times I felt the character movements was a little like wonky. Like they started off moving at a normal pace, but then they like stutter stepped. Yeah, it was weird. And it was throwing me off, but I got used to it. But it's it's an animation thing. Not going to appreciate it, but that stutter stepping sometimes in important scenes was a little like, ugh, it was please like a stop. Weird, like frame rate thing, yeah. Yeah, like that kind of like threw me off too. <laughs> bro, I thought it was my Netflix buffering. <laughs> like no, my like, Wi-Fi was down watching. Yeah, show. like Verizon, hold up. Like I'm getting to the good part. Like we gotta shoot at four o'clock. What are you doing? But no, well, it was a dope. Um, I wanted to throw a question to to both of you. So, do you think like because it's so funny because I'm watching Rami now and I'm learning so much about Arabic culture. <laughs> um, but do you think like this uh, 
put like black culture especially like black like dating culture into like a positive light or what did you think about it i mean i i think it was pretty this was natural as fuck to be honest with you uh there were like some like key moments like in through the dialogue where she talked about black culture here and there i thought that was sweet because she's black right why not and i thought it was really natural and i'm glad that they didn't take away from anything because the main forefront like jerome was saying like everybody made him who he is like he's learning he's taking things right I mean, we're in a universe filled with stars. All these people are stars and they're helping him become brighter along the way. And the love is his life also did the same. So I think that was the forefront of it. And I appreciate it all the way, way through. Um, what do you think, Jerome? Um, it's kind of weird to me because it's always a stereotype when it comes to black love. And it's never one of them stereotypes that you can be like, okay, it's passable. It's always... Black love isn't is it sustainable or the women are feisty, combative, too masculine, or the men are simps, mm -hmm. they more feminine now. And this movie actually shined the light that black love isn't toxic, it's actually beautiful. We do have culture when it comes to our love. Like we may not show it all the time, but just like any other form of love or self-expression with another human being, there are dark moments, there are challenges, there are ups and downs, but it's a lot of beautiful stuff. This man actually found love. And this woman who was so wall, she had her wall so built up that at the first sign of trouble, she ran instead of asking. Mm -hmm. And that's usually one of the things when it comes to black love, they be like, oh, just love in general. Nobody stays to commit anymore. The first time they, they run it or nobody knows how to talk. It's always uh, a combative nature between a relationship. And it actually showed that, especially when it comes from a black love standpoint or just, let's just say from a love standpoint in general, that every relationship has toxic moments. Every relationship has moments where I can't stand you or we're not seeing eye to eye, but through communication, through understanding, through just the concept of we're going to have these problems, but I'm going to still be here. Like, if we have an argument, you're not going to your mom's house. You, we're going to talk this out. And that's beautiful, especially since they stereotype black love as to be animalistic in terms of a bad nature. And it's like, no, this is beautiful. Like, mm -hmm. they showed you this is what black love can be if you give it time. The flourish and wonderful thing. Yeah. yeah, well said, Jerome. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I feel like I feel like there's so much, especially like for black men. I feel like there's such a like stereotype or like a like a stigma. Like like black men can't like communicate like their feelings well in relationships, and I feel like they address that because like Jabari is a very communicative person. Like he even like even with Carmen, like he expresses that closure to the end. Like, hey, I think we need to you know not be friends because this is this isn't healthy for both of us right and in even you address like the 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 toxic thing where it's like people like can't communicate like he even talked to like that young kid like that was like like ghosting his girlfriend or whatever and he was like well you actually like you don't why don't you just like go to her and like just like talk to her and break up with her right so i love that they like address like those little like social issues that you don't think about but in today's like climate it feels like it's so like norm now for like people just to like like cut each other off and not like communicate so i appreciate that a lot yeah awesome um 
Well, since we talked about that, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, this was an ensemble of a great cast. I mean, we had people, again, like Ty Dolla Sign, Vanessa Hudgens, and Macaulay Culkin even in this film. So I wanted to ask you guys, what did you think of the overall performances from every actor here? Bro, I'm not going to hold you. I did not think Kid Cudi would be able to pull the role off so well. Because I know Kid Cudi from his mixtape days. And that was him rapping. So him doing voiceover, everybody can't do that trans transition smoothly. We see a lot of people that are singers, actors, whatever you want to call it, sports people that try to do voice acting and it doesn't work. But for him to be so natural that at one point, I didn't know it was Cuddy's voice. Yeah. And it took me a minute and I'm like, okay, same with Vanessa Hutchins. I did not know it was her until I actually paused the video and I was like I know this voice from somewhere and then I'm like okay so I pulled up an episode the um, Rent Live Action that came on ABC that she played in and I'm listening to it side by side I'm like oh my god that's Vanessa I'm like the voice cast actually did their thing even Macaulay Culkin when he played Downtown Pat I'm like yo this the voices fit the characters and you wouldn't even have been able to tell like Oh, this is Jaden Smith. This little boy is actually Jaden. Like it was just so good. Yeah, yeah, great, great ensemble cast. Yeah. yeah, I didn't expect like some of the performances, honestly. And yeah, like Jerome said, like Kid Cudi did like such a great, like natural performance as as uh, Jabari, and yeah, and everybody was great. Like Laura Harrier, Vanessa Hudgens, um, Jessica Williams as Meadow. Um, they just gave like such a natural like like performance, and I really felt like these characters were so like like you can meet them like on the street or something, like just walking or like you go to art gallery and you just meet something. They just felt like so relatable, and they didn't felt like like fake performances of like oh well. Sometimes they did like the <laughs> like the Puerto Rican dude, like he felt like such a caricature at sometimes like oh yeah bro like <laughs> like, like that. It's weird because like sometimes like the the culture seems like it's like there on purpose like with the whole uh what was it that stush app yeah it was where they kept like throwing oh. it around so it's like it's like tinder like i feel like that was like like a motif was like like that app it was like it's such like a big thing now where it's like oh everybody's like a bro or whatever but but there was there were some performances like that felt like natural like um jimmy like you said like timothy chalamet character like he felt like like just like a natural like dude you could just like talk to and hang out with um but yeah how did you feel about uh like the different like because there's there's different like animation styles in this uh movie not just like one like painterly style but i i loved all of them but like what did you guys think um akram starting with you it's funny because most of the time they switch to animation it's like for something very sexual <laughs> so uh we had the <laughs> russian hacker uh, Ty, uh kai was saying something that about was violent <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yo, I was like, what was this episode of Love, Death, and Robots? It was really interesting. Um, and then we had the, what was it, the ninja uh, sushi place. Um, oh, my God. That was <laughs> yeah. something else, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> you know what's the funny thing is that, you know, they smoke weed a lot here, too. Like, everything is very, like, this naturalistic. Like, the voice acting is very, like, natural. And everything feels like it has a synergy. And that helps a lot through a narratological uh, standpoint. You need that, right? So it, the story will actually go way more smoother um and it's funny you you made comment of the tinder thing and then yet 
intergalactic, right? The universe, and then we're talking more about the universe rather than something from a computer. So I think the animation in general was really awesome. Again, I'm a big fan of like that Spider-Man uh, type of animation. The stop frame kind of thing was uh, a little bit distracting sometimes, but when they switched, I think it's really cool because it kind of went like to an anime aspect and then it went to like a a different type of aspect for the laundry room. I think the laundry room mm -hmm. is is probably my favorite one just because I was like, I got to turn the volume down and like, uh, let me turn the volume down. So what, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jerome, what <laughs> did you think? No, boy, you're not about to skip past that. You're a freak. Like, <laughs> you're not about to skip past. He turned the volume up. He was like, mm. <laughs> no, let me, let me go get the headphones real quick. He played that drone like three times over. Right. <laughs> no, like Loki, if you did have headphones, you can hear him clapping her cheeks. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I like know. I had my AirPods in and I turned them all the way up and I heard the clapping. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm on a bus watching this. Like okay. I hope this lady next to me does not hear this. Like you can like, hear the clap. Like, oh, can I have an earpiece too? <laughs> can I? Yeah, yeah like I know you was clap. I'm like, she a freak boy. <laughs> right, right. But it it was funny as hell because the animation style truly only changed when it was clapping cheeks. Like. Y'all, y'all, y'all so freaky. Whoever was designing that part, they only changed the animation style to you clap cheeks. That's so true, though, because like every time somebody was talking about like hooking up or having sex or some shit, they did that. Like the animation they did style with, with the, the dollar sign dude. And then, um, uh, fuck, Karina, the, the, um, the first date, the first date, Karina, yeah. and yeah, with, uh, and then like Macaulay Culkin, like that weird, like 2D animation, too. That's so, mm -hmm. that's so true, what you said. Every time it came to clapping cheeks, they switched and they switched the animation style. And they it's it's funny because since I have like an artistic eye, like I just notice certain things that draws my attention and then I can't stop looking at it. And the way that they drew dies on these female characters for no reason, like bro, she was not this thick in them clothes. <laughs> Who did you just HD enhance like this? Like, no, like, okay, the Russian shorty, the Russian hacker, that bitch was from Cyberpunk. I, I don't care what nobody said. Not this but again. She was thick. Right. Like, that was his whole premise of going at her. But when he lifted her up on a, to place her on a, um, the table, bro, she grew like six more inches of thickness for no reason. I'm like, Yo, y'all are so petty. Like, why? Just why? Like, we I get mean, it. The they clapping cheeks. For that John. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> illustrator probably in that joint got got his apple pencil in one hand, just jerking off. Like, yeah, the audience gonna love this one. <laughs> like, no, boy, sit your How horny thick ass do you want her? Yes, <laughs> that's what the meeting was like. <laughs> like, he about to be on a whole hentai site. Well, uh, ten o'clock, bro. Watch. You know, I think but, no. I think they do that because the sexual content that occurred between Kai and Karina's sexual experiences were more gratuitous, whereas the sexual encounter that Meadow and Jabari had was more of a sensual experience, and it was mm. more sweet, and there was like this type of nice music going on in the background. Um, so I think that actually was really cool that they did that because it kind of shows you, well, these people are different in a way. Everyone's kind of mm. different, right? But these people, they. They love each other. It's something much more. Mm -hmm. It's not just sex. That's what Meadow said, right? So I, I, it was I, a I whole premise. It. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. It was still weird though. <laughs> I guess that's gonna one, yeah. at one point. Like I love the music selection selection for the sex scenes because they match so well. 
But every time I play them there, because I know I'm going to add them to my Spotify playlist, I'm just going to think of the scene <laughs> because the scene stood out so much. And granted, I know what y'all was trying to do with the creations of the scene, but it's like now every time I hear this album, this, <laughs> you listen I'm just going to be like, okay. The whole environment like changes. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, we in a sushi shop. We in a sushi shop. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm about to... Bro, really said... Think about it. Todd Dollar Sign character really said... I can't even think about laundry sheets or some shit like that without oh, getting yeah, hard. Like, every time I sniff soap or some shit. Like, yeah, I like, <laughs> like, bro, so you just not washing clothes now? Like, <laughs> well, bro, like, yeah. when you get your clothes, you just think about shorty? Like, that's, that was wild. Like, his he whole character so was just... <laughs> it's like, if us three was the characters, I would be his character. Like... <laughs> Just because of the wild stuff that he was saying, like I'm like, bro, really me out here, right? Because that's some shit I would say, like, <laughs> like Dylan would be no Ankrum would be Jabari, because the way his position is, <laughs> it'd just be like slow frame rate, <laughs> like every yeah. stroke. Just like <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, that's that's wonderful. Like, that's, that's interesting, man. That's really interesting. Well, uh, good luck to you if you ever go to a sushi shop and you're on Spotify for some reason. I. I the person you're with is at least a little bit attractive and it suits your needs no bro i'm gonna I'm text the group chat be like it's time oh no <laughs> I'm, I'm still gonna be thinking of those fucking like vagina hors d'oeuvres that they were serving at the party oh, that shit was wild <laughs> the fucking vagina did y'all put that the, the vaginas was pierced as well right like you know what? They I was did all it, but now vaginas, back, it bro. definitely was. That <laughs> was wild. I, I could, you kind of, kind of, could have went with this review without telling me that. But yeah, <laughs> like it, it's something that I that I had no choice of peeping because the the um the twins that was dancing in the costumes they was pierced like, and I'm looking like these grown ass men robotting in pussy costumes, right? <laughs> Oh my god! I'm still mad when like he said, "Oh yeah, the party's not gonna be that weird." And then they walk to the door. It's just like right. two spread legs, just like wide the fuck open. <laughs> Bro, that's so wild! Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine you just walk in a party and the boy just come in front of you in a costume? Like that, like in a whole bro, vagina. That's costume. New York for you. <laughs> that's the bro, That's Kensington for you. That's some LA shit. I feel like to be honest. With you. Well, but um, yeah. yeah. So I think we've set our everything about greatest about the show but do you guys like have any you know final thoughts and like how would you rate this this movie yeah let's start with jerome i give it honestly and this is me being like objective i get an eight out of ten only because sometimes the change in animation threw me off too much for my liking but overall i'm definitely going to rewatch it and recommend it so Eight out of ten. Yeah, I think so too. I think that makes sense. I think for me, I give it a nine out of ten. Um, just because the way how the story was structured, I, I really appreciated that, and and everything else, the music and stuff. That's why I want to start listening to Kid Cudi. I really liked it. Um, how about you, Dylan? Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. Uh, I'd give it an eight out of ten. Um, there was a lot of thing I liked about it. Uh, I loved like the color palette choices. Um, I think the casting was great. Um, they even got like Keith David in to play Mister Rager. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the different homages, like different genres, like, like art. I, I really love that. They even show like the, the cause, uh, the skull bone, like statue. I thought that was like a cool, like little throwback. So yeah, great, great, um, movie overall. I, I mean, it's not perfect. I mean, like the frame rate thing was a little distracting and sometimes I feel like the beginning was a little bit slow build up, but I think it's a, it's a great, you know, 
way to reintroduce like like black culture and the black love story right and just overall like love story in general i think it's a great like because we don't really see that too much in in animation it's mainly like everything like animation is like just action 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 right but it's a relatable love story and i feel like it's weird too because like i wonder why they made it into a movie too because like they broke it up into chapters i feel like this could have been a series too but it's interesting to me that they they made it into like a movie right um but yeah overall eight out of ten for me Cool. Um, can we just talk about how Bull was undefeated with that bike? Like his tricks on that bike was was something crazy. <laughs> he like, could have become pro. Go like, X Games. Did you not see him in his dream? Like he was kick flipping with the bike everything. There you like, go. That's how you know it was like a real anime. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> you that go. Bike survived exactly. like everything in New York. <laughs> like Bull Channel his inner miles for the Let's bike. Talk about scenes. how he didn't get that shit like stolen by the end of the the movie. <laughs> That's not New York, like, bro. For this you. is not New York. <laughs> he left that shit everywhere. I was like, damn. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't buying like a new bike like every chapter. <laughs> shit. Um, no, bro, you seen budget? he had shit. spare tires in his room, so he, he clearly somebody was taking his shit. Shit, my man had spare tires and parts in his room. Somebody yeah. was taking that bike. He had a warranty every week. <laughs> oh man, my man had Apple Care for a bike. Like. Um, well, guys, I think uh, we pretty much wrapped up our thoughts on Intergalactic. Uh, Jerome, uh, where can people find you at? So. Right now, you can find me on Twitter at Black Vanitas, B-L-V-K-V-A-N-I-T-A-S. Same thing for Instagram and same thing for TikTok. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so guys, check out Jerome. Um, he's going to be back soon making a lot of content. Uh, so he's preparing for that. It's going to be really exciting. And I hope that we get you on in the lunch table podcast maybe for the dinner table podcast eventually Ooh. Um, but yeah if you guys made it in again please remember to like and share and check out our other reviews and uh, every week we're constantly reviewing Andor and Handmaid's Tale and She-Hulk and we have a lot of other stuff that we're going to get into in October very busy in that month but without further ado Dylan please take us away yeah, thank you guys for tuning in for this review for Intergalactic. Um, Jerome, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you can follow his channel. You can check our, our description for his, his link. Um, yeah, like Akram said, we have a lot of content planned. Um, we're planning to do a review for Rami Season 3, which is so funny because it's kind of related to this uh, story too. Um, yeah, October, we're going to have a lot of like Halloween-themed movies coming up. Uh, we're doing a Hellraiser review. Halloween ends. Uh, that'll be coming up. Can't wait to review that. Um, and so much more content planned for you guys. And like Akram said, we're doing Handmaid's Tale and Andor as well. So thank you guys so much. And until then, thanks for having lunch with us. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>